0: Accelerating, Accelerating
1: your fandom. Your this fandom. is Flash, Flash TV, talk. TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and spoilers for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo, and I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight?
0: Dude, I am super excited.
1: Yeah, man, we got a we got a great show to talk about. We got tons of news today. Has been. Crazy, you know, it's funny because typically all the big news happens after we record, but it was like (laughs) Christmas morning today. We just got tons and tons of great stuff to talk about, and I am excited to talk about it with you, my friend. Absolutely. But first, we've got to take care of some business. We want to let you guys know about our sponsor for this show. Uh, It is the webcomic The Brogues. Yes, The Brogues, an awesome webcomic created by yours truly and the other guy that is on this podcast. (laughs) Head over to TheBrogues.com every single week to find out what happens when three supervillains adjust from their life of supervillainy to a new life of mediocrity. That's The Brogues. Dot com. Also, we got to give some shout outs this week. You know, we've we've uh had a wonderful first uh first official episode now that the series has actually started. Uh we want to give some special thanks to some people who've been out there promoting us and, and helping us out along the way. We want to thank uh flashfans.org, speedforce.org, uh the flash facts Facebook group, flash of TV, and so many more. You guys have been so awesome to us, and we wanted to give you guys a shout-out at the top of the show today. So Really, really awesome. Great fan community to be a part of, and we are glad that you are a part of it
0: as well. Indeed. Thank you very much for uh, promoting and and, and just being generally awesome.
1: That's right. And hey, speaking of things that, uh, speaking of showing some love to the Flash fan community, you know, last week we announced that we have got a contest going on in uh, these three episodes, I guess. This will be the first of the three that I'm referring to, where we are actually giving away an autographed print Uh, ...by Chad Rook. Now, if you might recall earlier, we mentioned that uh, the CW released a comic book panel of a scene from the first episode of The Flash, from the pilot. And that comic book panel featured Grant Gustin's Flash and Chad Rook's Weather Wizard going toe-to-toe for the first time. And Chad, a good friend of the show, uh, was willing to sign three copies of that for us, and we are given one away every single episode. Now, what you need to do, if you have not done so already, head on over to iTunes, write us a review then head over to Twitter or to Facebook and let us know what your iTunes username is. That's all you have to do to get your name in the running. Now, if you did that this last past week, you don't have to redo it. Your name's still in there. So if you don't win today, you're still in for the next two weeks.
0: Yeah, so it's 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 not like you have to do it every week to get the, the chance. Once <laughs> you're in there, you're in there, and we'll keep drawing. Uh, granted, you're not going to win all three. Like We're not going to pull your name three times, but <laughs> yeah. you'll be in there until you win.
1: That's right. That's right. All right. Drum roll, please.
0: Um, Drum, 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 drum.
1: (laughs) Worst drum roll ever. (laughs) (laughs) And the winner of this week's Chad Rook autographed comic book panel from the pilot of the CW's Flash goes to Dr. Steve T. Yay. Yeah, congratulations Steve. Also Steve The Berg on Twitter. Uh congratulations man. We will be in touch with you to get your uh shipping information to make sure that we can get this thing out to you. Um got to say it looks really you know it's an awesome print and it's pretty cool to have uh Chad's autographed on. In fact, the one that he did for me is uh hanging up in the studio right now and it, it looks pretty sweet. So, uh congratulations Steve.
0: Yeah, congrats man. Hey, there he is, just popped into the chat.
1: Hey Steve. All right. Man, I think that's about it. There's so much news that we're going to cover, but first, you know what we're here to do. We're here to take a look at the second episode of The Flash, and we can only do that by jumping into The Rundown. The The Rundown. rundown. All right, episode two, Fastest Man Alive. Now, of course, this one, uh, like the one before, was uh, directed by David Nutter, story by Kreisberg and Jeff Johns. Uh, Belle, will you want to go ahead and read that synopsis for us?
0: Yeah, so Barry escorts Iris to university gathering honoring scientist Simon Stagg. When six gunmen storm the event, Barry changes into the Flash and tries to stop them. While he does save a man's life, he passes out before he can capture the robbers, which frustrates him. As Dr. Wells, Caitlin, and Sisko scramble to find out what's wrong with Barry, Joe comes down hard on Barry for taking the law into his own hands and risking his life. Barry realizes that it wasn't six gunmen, but instead a metahuman named Danton Black who can make multiple copies of himself.
1: Yes. Interesting. (laughs) You know, Captain Clone.
0: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I, kind of like that, how Cisco's sort of like, naming these dudes on the fly
1: yeah okay so Cisco well let's just go ahead and jump into it man Cisco really wants some big points for me uh this this episode you know last week I kind of I knew he would man <laughs> you know I kind of gave him the nickname stalker vibe because I was like what's up with this guy but now um, I totally get where his head's at you know he's all about the products which you know I can totally get that's that kind of speaks to my wheelhouse um and yeah man not only I mean gosh not only was he uh coming up with the villain names uh, he creates a pretty iconic piece of the, you know, Flash mythology in the Cosmic Freaking Treadmill.
0: Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Holy crap, <laughs> that's awesome!" Hey, when he... You know, I I didn't think that it would make it to the show. Yo, no, look, that's the
1: thing, man. Like half of the things we've seen thus far, I thought we'd never actually see on TV. That's the crazy thing about this show.
0: And that's why this is the best superhero show on TV right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 amazing.
0: 'Cause uh, yeah, I I'm sitting there watching that going, There's there's absolutely no way they're gonna put the cosmic treadmill in there. There's no way TV audience like the regular non-comic book fan TV audiences will go for it. And sure enough, there's a treadmill, of the second episode.
1: That's <laughs> it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I know we're kinda of getting our head of ourselves. We gotta we've gotta make mention of the fact that the opening sequence was very much kind of in your face arrow <laughs> in the whole <laughs> I know, you know, my name is Barry Allen. and This is the thing where I'm supposed to tell you, you know, about my past and yada yada yada. But We've already done that. We, yeah, we don't have time for that. Like, that's the great <laughs> thing, man. The Flash just kind of jumps into it. And there's actually, throughout this entire episode, there's a lot of references to uh, to Arrow. In fact, you know, when he gets busted out in the uh, in the parking lot by Iris, he makes mention of the fact that he was just trying to get the pl- the license tag, uh, which is a, an excuse that Oliver used very early on, if not the first episode of Arrow.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I was unaware of that.
1: Well, that, and then plus also there's some other, um, I guess, more subtle things like the fact that he kept his costume in the locker. I don't know if that's so much a nod to Arrow or not. I mean, you know, where else are you going to keep it?
0: Well, I'll tell you where you can keep it in a ring.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's, uh, we'll talk about rings later on uh, in, in spoilers. But yeah, no, 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 man. The intro, you've got locker, but also the flashbacks. You know, the flashbacks throughout this episode were normally tied with Papa Joe. Like, typically it was him, you know, seeing something that reminded him of something that happened in the past and constantly going back there. Uh, which is a little bit of a difference from what we've seen in Arrow from the pa- from uh, thus far, because Arrow typically just kind of throws the cutscenes in there based on the audience rather than the characters. And it's kind of taking that format and kind of twisting it a little. But I have to tell you, man, I as much as I really fe- feel like the flashbacks worked for the purpose of this particular episode, I hope they don't rely on that too heavily, because I just don't know that Kid Barry is as interesting as you know, crazy island.
0: Yeah, it, it, I agree with that. Like I, I, the flashbacks this episode, they didn't do anything to make me go, gosh, I'm tired of these flashbacks uh, because I think it's important they're doing this kind of stuff to yeah. sort of establish for non-comic book audiences the whole dynamic between him growing up without a dad and like the whole thing there and, and uh, you know, establishing those relationships. So I'm okay with them doing it. I think it's working so far. But yes, I, I agree with you in that I don't want to see that all the time you know, in every episode there'd be like a little Barry flashback.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You know, I did love that we got to see that Barry is adjusting to his powers. and the uh, the whole thing where he's constantly fainting, and even tells you know Joe even thinks that he's using fainting as a as a terrible excuse as to why he was out in the parking lot. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, uh, like really no,
0: fainting—that's the best you can do. It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, what? But 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 I. I, I actually did faint.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and of course you would too, if you were starving, I mean, man, best super powered side effect ever dude gets to eat. What did Cisco say? Like 800
0: 850 th-
1: tacos. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Would not, uh, would not mind that little super side effect.
0: Oh dude. Yeah. If I could just eat anything and still have like lightning abs, then that would be awesome. <laughs>
1: that would be great. Well, of course I, I feel like some of the fun was taken away though. When vibe introduces lambus bread,
0: Oh, yeah, the protein bars. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like like, I could almost kind of hear, uh, what was it, Sam in my head saying, one bite of this and you'll never have to eat, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> or something oh, like that. Oh, look what we have, Mr. Frodo, Limbus bread, <laughs> and more Limbus bread. Exactly. <laughs> but you, you know what that reminded me of, though? I don't. What's up? It reminded me of Kid Flash from Young Justice.
1: Yeah, man, because he was constantly needing uh, needing some grub, and Bart from uh, from Smallville.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, and, and it's and it's it's neat because in uh, Young Justice, Kid Flash had a little compartment in his suit where he'd carry, you know, high density protein things or whatever. Uh, I'm sure similar to what Barry's eating now. So I wonder if they're going to incorporate that where he's going to, you know, it's going to show him, uh, you know, running and like opening his suit, and like, you know, scarfing a, a protein bar at right. 700 miles an hour.
1: Well, let's just hope he doesn't try to sign any kind of uh, endorsement deals for the energy bars. <laughs> might be. Yeah, we
0: saw how well that turned out.
1: <laughs> In uh In Justice League. Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, man, okay, so Caitlin. Dude, she was psychotic this episode.
0: Yeah, and it was weird because at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, "Dang, she like, <laughs> like shutting she it down. Turned. Mom yeah. came into
1: the room, everybody hide your toys," like, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was nuts, but uh like the, the, the so she started out like pretty much the entire episode, but at the end you kind of see her demeanor sort of change. Yeah, she's
1: all, go get him tiger, which which honestly, I, I never saw where that transition happened. Like all of a sudden she was, I, there must be a scene that was cut out somewhere because yeah. she went from being just so anti-Flash, anti, you know, superhero dumb outside of, you know, for scientific purposes to, you know, go get him Barry. And I, I
0: well, don't know. It, it was the, it was the lightning struck all of us speech.
1: I guess. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a sweet, it was a nice sentiment, but I don't know that it was that powerful. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I,
0: I loved it. I thought it was great, but yeah, I don't think it was that powerful, but yeah, it was really crazy seeing her go from, I'm going, you know, if you say another word, I'm going to claw your eyeballs out to you know, smile, happy times at the end. It, it was a very interesting transition.
1: Well, but here's the thing, and like it really bothered me the first time I watched it because typically what I do is I'll watch it live and I'll live tweet the episode while while it's going on. And you know, if, if you're not following us on Twitter, it's a fun thing to do. You can, uh, the hashtag is Flash TV Talk, and you can find us uh, live tweeting it every single uh, every single week. But it doesn't, you know, because I'm constantly tweeting, I'm not able to actually sit back and really kind of pay attention and really kind of, you know, gather all the information that I need for the show. So on my second viewing today, it struck me, oh, right, she's acting psychotic because she's psychotic. She's going to end up becoming a psychopathic killer.
0: Yeah. And and that's that. That's when I thought, okay, when I see her acting crazy like that, okay, there's Killer Frost. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that's what's going on. And then at the end, that's why I was so shocked by it, is at the end, she's all smiles time. And I'm like, why is she smiles time when she just did a perfectly good job of setting up the fact that she's going to turn into this psychopathic killer?
1: Dude, because that's what psychopaths do, right? Don't they like bounce back and forth? Kind of the, the uh, what do you call it? when Bipolar. She's Bipolar.
0: Yeah. And maybe, you know, that the particle accelerated something to her. We don't know.
1: Well Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a chilling re- revelation for sure once we get there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, speaking of puns, man, they are just like no no holds bars. Everybody's go like throwing every single pun in they can possibly get. Dude, uh, I
0: love it. I, I, I love it. There's uh I, I read IO nine and they do a lot of episode recaps on various different shows, Agents of Shield, Gotham and and uh Flash. Uh they just started doing those when Flash came nice. out and I love it because it's so hard to talk about Flash and not have like running jokes. <laughs> either, either, like, you know intentional or not intentional they're all in there and it's and you can't avoid them and it's great and i love it Yeah. <laughs> like halfway through the article you're reading the stuff about the about the uh you know last night's episode or whatever and it's like i'm just i'm done with the flash <laughs> you know, the run references and the and the things like that so it's i, I love it.
1: it you got you got to embrace it man and i mean that's one thing you know we <laughs> anybody who's been listening to us for any small amount of time knows that we're we we are no we do not shy away from puns here we we are all about the puns,
0: oh no, we're both very punny,
1: and speaking of which uh running headstrong into the hero thing from the get go vibe, you know, you mentioned last week that he was much more of a sidekick, and i didn't see it Of course, this week it's much more evident that we see Barry not only is Barry going out and saving people 's lives, he also has vibe sitting there, you know playing oracle, trying to tell him where he's going and monitoring his vitals and everything else. And, uh, and it, you get the impression that it's really just these two attempting to go off on their own without it being, you know, the star labs enterprise that HG Wells references later in the, in the episode.
0: Well, yeah, that's because you saw how mean Caitlin was. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like if, if I was Cisco and I had to deal with that on a daily basis, yeah, I'd be covert.
1: But don't, why, why isn't HG Wells there? Are they trying to get, like, I, I guess that's my question. Are they trying to keep HG Wells, uh, unaware of the fact that they're going off and, you know, saving kittens from trees?
0: Well, yeah, because you know when 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 he does find out that they're doing that, uh, he you know he's like, I, I hate to be like a broken record, right. but you know, show restraint, Barry.
1: Right. Yeah, that's uh, a good point.
0: I, yeah, I think he's less upset that they're that he's saving people and more upset that he's pushing himself too hard, too fast.
1: Right. Now, so I, I, yeah, yeah. Of course, at least you know this is the weird thing with that character. That's what we assume his thing is, or at least what he what we assume he wants people to think is where he's at.
0: Uh, this guy dude we can't uh, yeah I have no idea
1: yeah it's, it's hard to read I will say this evil well he's definitely evil but no matter who he turns out to be I'm really digging Tom Kavanaugh's HG Wells oh yeah like one of my favorite characters on the show and I've got a ton and this episode really secured a bunch of people as, as kind of favorite characters for me Papa Joe like this whole arc of you know watching Barry grow literally beyond anything that he can control was like earth-shattering, dude. Like really, really emotional stuff. The whole, you know, you're not my dad, I hate you and then yeah. parallel that with today's, you know, you're not my father. And it
0: just crushed me. Dude, yeah. There there there's lots of uh I guess tear jerk moments you could say in yeah. this one. Oh, big time. There's a lot of dust in my apartment that got in my <laughs> eyes uh, last night.
1: Yeah, I mean they they do. I mean the the big cell where, you know, he tells them you know, yeah, you're not my dad, you know, but you did keep me fed. You did keep clothes on, you know, on my body. You, you stayed up late with me when I was afraid of the dark. You taught me how to shave. That sounds a lot like a dad to me. And it's just, oh, I
0: yeah. mean, and dude, Papa Joe did so- He, like he, he, he stole this episode.
1: Phenomenal actor. Yeah. Phenomenal stole actor.
0: Stole the episode. Yes.
1: I mean, that's a, they're, they're really setting up the, a strong portion of this, this, uh, show is very much tying to that you know father son relationship it's going to be a driving factor since we do have kind of a, a my two dad situation with uh, you know Barry constantly looking to to save his dad and then also this I mean it's just kind of a, a weird dynamic really when you have this man who raised you as as your father but it's not because you know you had a deadbeat dad it's because your dad was like stolen from you
0: and framed for murder yeah yeah
1: and on top of that this is really what got me about the whole thing on top of that throughout Barry's entire life, uh, at least since that happened, Joe has not believed, I mean Joe has believed that his dad is a murderer. Yeah. I mean he he is the sole person and Joe who is a clear, you know, big level-headed dude. Well, but not only that, I mean he's a he's a main driving force in Barry's life as as kind of that paternal figure that's actually present and there and we see Barry kind of admit that and say, you know, it was you. You were my dad during this time. To have Joe come in and say, you know, pull up the pull up, you know, whatever case files and, and look specifically at what Barry's been looking at 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 finding out who killed his dad. You know, we did see Joe mention that at the end of the pilot, but now we really see him embrace that and be like, you know what? I'm not I'm, I believe you. I validate yeah. you. And, you know, this guy has been a hero to Barry. I mean, he's the guy that was there for him. But the one thing that was always crushing him was the fact that he never believed that his father wasn't a killer. And now that one barrier's down. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. It's its really, really well thought out. And it's very, very interesting that they've created this new relationship and this new complex uh, character dynamic between, you know, Joe West, a character that really doesn't have much basis or, or comic book history to pull from, and Barry Allen. I mean, I... I, mind blown, really. I mean, it's really, yeah. really great.
0: Yeah, you know, they did an excellent job. And I, I really like the line that Papa Joe had where, you know, he was, you know, because he never believed him because he's like, there's nothing. There's no lightning man. There's none of that stuff. You know, you're just a traumatized little boy. And, you know, he's sitting there when they're in Star Labs. He's trying to convince Barry that uh, that he can that he can do it, basically. And he's like, look, I didn't believe in the impossible. And now you came along. And so, you know, I, I totally believe (laughs) that you can do whatever it is you need to do, that you can do anything and that your dad is innocent. And like, it's this huge sort of revelation there that was just so well done.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, speaking of believing in the impossible, we mentioned last week that one of our favorite things about this show is that they threw physics out, you know, from day one. Oh, yeah. And uh, when when Barry gets on the cosmic treadmill and they prop up those cardboard boxes, oh yeah, <laughs> like oh just in case, and I was like just in case what? Just in case it doesn't work and Barry loses his powers and falls off the treadmill, then that'll be great. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing those are gonna do.
0: Well, it, and it, and it's and it's cool. The, the thing I'm really really enjoying about this show is that it. It has goofy comic book moments. Yeah, oh, yes. It has super serious moments. It has excellent action moments. It has, like, sad, tear-jerky moments. It has everything. Yeah. It's like the perfect comic book show.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's a, I mean, I think it's something for the time, right, that we live in with, with so many different comic book properties making their way to television and, and movies, but specifically television. We are starting to see a trend where, I don't know if it's just because of, you know, people are a little bit, tired of the Nolanization where we have to go, you know, full on, you know, full on real and gritty or if they, and, and they don't want to go the full on Batman 66 where it's full on campy. Everybody's trying to kind of incorporate a little bit of everything into their product here. And and it works really, really well.
0: Yeah. And and I just really appreciate the fact that they didn't try to give this a grim, dark spin and that they wanted to go with the, the, the light, you know, hopeful feeling that, that the flash gives everybody.
1: Yeah. And it's great too, because you do still get that, right. You get those serious moments. You do get a Barry who's uh, dealing with the fact that, you know, specifically in this relationship we just talked about with Joe. I mean, we, we do get someone who's got a lot of pent up aggression and pent up feelings uh, towards this mentor figure of his. And so, you know, these are, these are real emotions. They, they can be, you know, they can get to dark places uh, but they never get away from the kind of the core of, of what the hero is in this picture. Uh, and that works out really well. Another place they take Barry is pushing him closer to Iris and having to, you know, get to the point where he just has to bust out and tell her the truth, which uh, I never really thought about the fact. But I guess you could always super speed the truth.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it works. I, I wouldn't know what she heard, though, because <laughs> as she's sitting there tearing that thing. She like. Really? <laughs> it's like, what, what, what was, did you say something, Barry? Oh no 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 no! I didn't say anything. But like great. you know, if he's speaking while he's running fast like that, it's gotta be like. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that's hilarious, man! That I would love for somebody to go back and recut that scene. You know, with the what the hell is going on, and then just somewhere between the hell, it's like. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That was, but that was great, man. What a, what an awesome uh, take on the power set that you could just kind of stop time for all intents and purposes and get off everything that's on your chest oh, to and, the person that's there. Speaking of
0: the power set, yeah, love the fact when he's sitting there working on the centrifuge and it doesn't work, he just takes the vial out and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> he's his own centrifuge. It's amazing.
1: Hey, hey that reminds me. The Loft Pretoria uh, looks like it got a facelift. I don't think that's the same set from before.
0: And and also uh, speaking of the, the the set and that thing, is, is Barry the only CSI in Central City? It would
1: seem, right? <laughs> <laughs> Superpowers notwithstanding, with Sherlock Holmes like abilities of his, who who really needs that many more? I guess so. Uh, well, and and speaking of which, it's not like anybody else is showing up on the scene whenever they need somebody, right? Yeah. You know, I loved that when uh, when he popped up at the the get go. And uh, he gets the call from his day job and you're like, yep, I got a crime scene. I got guns on the ground. I got footprints. What don't I have, Barry? What don't I have? <laughs> and then Barry have to, has to shoplift in order to be able to enter into work.
0: Yeah. And, and and this is what I wonder about that scene. Did he steal those clothes? Yes, or? he
1: stole the clothes. The I don't think he did. Dude, the tags were on him. I'm just saying. The
0: ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. The tags were on them for sure. But I think he went in there, put the money on the counter, took the clothes and then left.
1: <laughs> Iris, come on, dude, she's killing me. She's like freaking making out with you know Granddaddy Thawne right here. Which, by the way, I'm sticking with that
0: theory. Granddaddy Thawne.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you know, and we'll get to that later on. But but you know, they're just sitting there, and Barry's all like, "It's okay, kiss already." I mean, to me, it's not.
0: It's not Iris. I, I think it's Iris being completely and totally naive. Okay, but. And I think Thawne is just a jerk.
1: Thawne is kind of a jerk, but no, 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 man. I, I really, I hear you. Obviously, Iris is is naive, but it frustrates me that she is that naive, especially given what she said this very episode about. You know, I grew up down the, you know, right down the hall from you. I can tell when you're sad. I can tell when you're happy. I can tell when you're hungry, but I apparently can't tell when you're hopelessly in love with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is kind of weird.
1: Just, I, it just, it hurts, man. It's, it's, uh, it's not what. <sighs> SpongeBob is in the chat is pointing out that that she's his sister, but she's not his sister. Come on, man.
0: Yeah, they're they're, they're not even like stepsisters, really. Yeah, this, I this mean, isn't
1: even a Luke and Leia situation.
0: Yeah, because I, I don't know how that works. I guess he's the guardian of Barry. Uh, Papa Joe is, and I don't think he actually adopted him.
1: Well, even if he did, they're still not brother and sister. I mean, like not, I mean, not to the point where it would keep them from you know being. Byrus. By the way, what is the Barry Iris uh, shipper name? Virus. <laughs> because By- virus doesn't sound right.
0: <laughs> virus, virus sounds like some, you know, villain, you know, the like, bi- like <laughs> yes. the virus. The I virus will give you the virus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's actually viral villains. Probably not uh, not good for right now, honestly. <laughs> Poor timing. Um, would, that be,
0: would that be West Allen or Westalin?
1: Westalin. Uh yeah. uh West...
0: Greenclaw and Alchemy Black in the chat have both suggested West Allen, but I I wanna know if it's pronounced West Allen or West Allen.
1: I'm not sure. I don't know, man. I'm 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 happy to brand uh uh you know Papa Joe as Papa Joe and H. G. Wells as H G Wells. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it, Grandpapa Thon because I'm I'm telling you
0: That's what about granddaddy?
1: Granddaddy Thon. I'm I'm good with that. Um, but I don't know that we should uh, we should be naming any uh, shipper, shipper names. <laughs> so we'll, we'll let the rest of the internet handle that. Yeah, Stag, man.
0: So I'm not familiar with him from the comics.
1: You know, we talked about him a little bit in, in season zero when it was announced that he was going to be on the show. But Stag is connected to the character of Metamorpho in that, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, and granted, my knowledge is more about kind of what's come before on screen rather than the comics in this regard... Uh, but Stag's daughter was dating Rex Mason, who would ultimately become the character Metamorpho, uh, who's a really, really cool um, uh, superhero. He's kind of, I would say, is probably C or D-lister. I'm probably pushing D-lister, honestly. Uh, but but a really cool power set. He could turn his body into any kind of chemical construct as long as he knew what it was made of. Um, mm. Especially me being married to a pharmacist, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a cool thing.
0: So uh, you could, like, turn your body into, like, opium and just be like, totally like blitzed all the time. I
1: suppose that's one way to do it. Uh, (laughs) Or if he knew, if he knew the chemical makeup, for example, of kryptonite, uh, he could be, you know, he could turn his entire body into kryptonite. That's kind of stagged. That's, that's kind of what his character has been. I mean, he's, he's very much falls into this category. You know, if if you are a uh, very successful businessman in a comic book universe, you're either a hero or a villain. And uh, he would definitely stand on more of the villainous side from that standpoint. Uh, now here, I was actually expecting him to be more of a reoccurring villain, whereas we get kind of the shocker that he dies this episode, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, by our good friend uh, H. G. Wells' his right. hand, you know. Yeah, and, and, and that's what's so crazy about this show is we mean, were talking about how light and and kind of fluffy it is, and it's also serious and stuff. And then Harrison Wells throws in the grim dark where he's just murdering people, <laughs> dude.
1: All right, so let's. I know there's more to talk about, but I want to go ahead and talk about this right now. So. Okay. H.G. Wells going in, stabbing him, saying that, you know, he, he's the Flash, or at least he will be, and he must be protected. Now, some people, like, there's a lot of different speculation on who H.G. Wells is. And, of course, you know, we have been well documented. Now, go ahead and restate it just in case this is your first episode. I very firmly believe that H.G. Wells is Eobard Thon from the future and is actually a descendant of Eddie Thon. Um, and what they've done with this character is they've taken elements of Hunter Zoloman and elements of Eobard and they've combined it into this one character of HG Wells or technically, I suppose Harrison Wells, but, but for all intents and purposes, HG. Uh, now here's my thing. This really like for me solidifies things even further because he seems to have kind of almost this obsessive like way of talking about Barry whenever he's not there. And he's going around stabbing people. These are two things that can be tied to the Eobard character and, and, you know his origins in the comic books you know originally he was a fanboy of the flash i mean he was obsessed with the flash he was a a somebody from the future who came back in time so that he can meet his hero and you know throughout the the process of his storyline ultimately would become his villain very much if you've ever seen the incredibles uh same type of deal with the syndrome character oh yeah except well with time travel but yeah um, also in the flash rebirth storyline, which is, uh, you know, if if you picked up the flash and, and you've kind of asked around what kind of comic book series or, or what graphic novel to pick up, a lot of people are going to recommend to you flash rebirth. And in that series, we see Eobard going throughout history and stabbing people with a very specific looking, I guess, kind of a spear knife looking thing. I don't know what HG Wells actually stabbed stag with, but, To me, this is a pretty clear indication that we're getting closer and closer to Eobard.
0: Yeah, and you know he needs to take more precautions. And when uh, when he does these kind of things, because I don't know what other tricks he's got up his sleeve as far as getting in and getting out of places. But you know, you you murder somebody in their office. There's going to be questions.
1: Well, but you're you're forgetting this guy's got here. The uh, uh, HG has has uh, history on his side, man. He knows where people are going to be at what times and that sort of thing.
0: All right, at least, well, sure, but does he know when the security cameras aren't going to be like recording him and stuff like that?
1: Well, the security team was mostly taken out by Multiplex, which, by the way, how awesome was it to see Multiplex?
0: Yeah, that was pretty neat.
1: You know, the uh, the Captain Clone um, mantra that, that Vibe attempts to give him early on, uh, which thankfully doesn't stick, does make me feel really good about Vibe's choice of naming characters, uh, given that he wants to go with the Captain motif, because he's going to be doing that a couple of times.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to set it up now. Uh, Plus, with all the talk about Multiplex and Prime, it really made me think of Transformers, man. (laughs) Getting back really quick to the H.G. Wells theories, because we did put out on Twitter and asked, you know, what people were thinking and what uh, thoughts were out there. Uh, At JWT6577 says, H.G. Wells is Desaad. Uh, and that the particle accelerator would be a mother box. So the, the concept being here that uh, desad is trying to bring about you know apocalypse on Earth or, or something of that nature or, or more specifically Dark side. And he even thinks that in the future, essentially the when the red skies, it's kind of a herring, but ultimately when Barry disappears, that's when Dark side appears. Now, initially when I heard that, I was kind of running in the opposite direction, but at the same time, we do know that Pied Piper has been announced for the show and yeah. his power set, depending on what kind of story they want to tell for him, is tied to dark side and to, uh, and to apocalypse. So
0: well, he's fundamental in the anti-life equation.
1: Yeah. So it, it could be, I mean, I, I can kind of see the groundwork for that. I would actually like to see some of the new gods pop up in this as the flash is our Superman, you know, for this universe to some extent. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense to me there. We also got DC Jenkins one, who said, has anyone predicted that Wells seen at the end of both episodes is actually Mirror Master and not really Harrison Wells? Hmm. I don't know if I'd buy that one. Um I, I I thought it was a really unique really unique theory. We haven't heard anything about a mirror master being cast yet, and that's a pretty big rogue. So what do you think, Bell?
0: Well, I don't know, because it uh we see him kind of wheeling around like in the first episode we see him wheeling around and he goes to the secret door and then he gets in there and stands up and goes through. Uh we don't really see him coming to and going from the places where he gets up out of his wheelchair. Right. So there's no one else around. So I mean I don't know. It, it's it's it sounds unlikely, but it's it's an interesting theory.
1: I like I like that people are are stretching their imaginations. I I and I, I can see I mean the only thing that I would give a little bit of uh I mean, I, I can see it from the standpoint that we haven't had a mirror master announced yet. Yeah. Also citizen Abra writes a friend and I were wondering if it could be Kadabra because the tech powers would be a nice twist on the character who, you know, is typically seen as a magic based villain for the flash. Um, cool thought, definitely a cool thought. And then the other one that we got was from uh, listener Briar who actually suggested that the character is booster gold, which I don't buy in the slightest. <laughs> I don't think Bo- I don't think Booster's going out and stabbing people. I just don't. Yeah, <laughs> so,
0: yeah. He, he's more of like a, you know, playboy time travel dude and, and less of a murderer dude.
1: Well, I'd put it this way. If it was Booster Gold, Booster actually would take the Lambus bread and start marketing it as, uh, you know, flash bars or something like that. Oh, sure. Or booster bars. That would make some more
0: sense. <laughs> booster
1: bars, yeah. <laughs> get <laughs> What well, the speed of the flash? Get booster bars for your boost today.
0: Yeah, except for, you know, if regular humans ate those things, they'd gain like 40 pounds a day. Oh my day. gosh,
1: I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to happen. Somebody should somebody needs to take a bite of the, the
0: freaking this next ho- episode. Cisco weighs 275,000 pounds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's when he gets on the cosmic treadmill to try to, <laughs>
0: work to try it to it burn down. it off, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So it's pretty pretty neat when Barry young Barry, went to go visit his dad in prison and his dad tells him that it's not that uh papa joe doesn't want him there it's that he doesn't want him there because he doesn't want to see him uh he doesn't want barry to see him in chains and yeah. stuff like that yeah which which i thought was that was a pretty uh pretty interesting little little bit also very very sad
1: yeah uh, man i mean it, it is it's a heartbreaking situation and we need to mention ronnie you know ronnie uh was mentioned as caitlin's fiance who died in the particle accelerator
0: yeah, but we also know something else about him.
1: Yeah, he, uh, for those who read the comic books, know that Ron, uh, Ronnie is very much a part of a superhero known as Firestorm. We'll talk about that more in spoilers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we talked about Flash as a, as a shoplifter. We talked about Sherlock Barry. We talked about Vibe being all into the techie toys. Uh, we talked about Caitlin is a psychopath. Uh, How about this?
0: What about Multiplex actually, like, doing a jewel heist like who does those anymore yeah i know right Look, so <laughs> and, the- I, and i realized it was you know a front to just try and kill uh, uh simon Stag. but at the same time i thought that was great like that's classic you know that's something you'd see in like batman 66 like give me all your jewels yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah man i don't know he the the great thing about that character is that they 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 attempt to explain his power set right that um his cells kind of regenerate and that's how he's able to create duplicates but what about the clothes
0: yeah that was one thing i didn't get and i was kind of upset they didn't explain that uh which i don't know how you would explain that but yeah it, it, i just don't think they could show him kind of pooping out a bunch of naked dudes on tv
1: <laughs> uh smallville did it
0: did it they? <laughs> yeah actually it did <laughs> Cause, cause wouldn't that be an interesting thing? Like you're just sitting there and then you're in a store and then some dude comes in and all of a sudden like six naked dudes pop <laughs> off of him and he just like, take whatever you want, man.
1: No, it was, it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas actually from uh, home improvement.
0: Jonathan Taylor Thomas was on small.
1: Yeah. He played this character who uh, he, he couldn't create that many copies of himself, but he could split himself into two. And so he'd have to like take off all of his clothes and then he would sprout another him from the back and uh right. it was really disgusting but you know that way he was able to date both Chloe and Lana and then also uh complete high school in half the time
0: interesting
1: but that's smallville this is the flash uh and in the flash they go more of the agent smith route
0: yeah yeah i have an army i have six copies of myself
1: yes well dude no he got uh pretty i mean i don't even know how many were in there but i mean the entire floor of the like 80
0: something yeah it was a lot yeah
1: his uh, costume too. I mean, despite the the problems, I suppose with the whole cellular regeneration not really explaining the costume, it is very much a nod to Multiplex's costume in the comics with the blue and black. Oh, okay, yeah. Love that they're actually you know they they are pulling characters not just the big names like Weather Wizard, but they are pulling some that are a little bit less known even to comic book fans like Multiplex. It's nice to see that uh, that Jeff Johns and I'm I'm sure uh, Kreisberg and, and Berlinski as well. But uh, you know you know Jeff Johns is a uh, proprietor of all things when it comes to the fringes of of the DC universe, so we can expect a lot of good stuff there.
0: So it, it it's weird though because there's these sort of ambiguous deaths that happen at the end of each episode.
1: Yeah, well, you know, they,
0: whether weather was it gets shot, we don't know what happens. Multiplex falls basically makes Barry drop him off the building, and he supposedly dies.
1: Yeah, but, but I mean, you saw that other hand start start to sprout out of him. So
0: Yeah, that other hand, I, I'm assuming the other hand he used to to pull Barry's hand off of his other hand.
1: Right. So clear, I, I just think he had, we never actually saw what happens, right? We saw him falling and we saw a body on the ground. But in the process, we saw him splitting into two. So I just think it's pretty open-ended. I, I don't know that he killed himself.
0: Well, yeah, and he could have have jumped to another clone, too.
1: Yeah, this is... Oh, you think that the Prime could actually switch? Because that was not established, if that's the case.
0: Well, it wasn't established, but, you know, there's... You know, Barry doesn't fully understand his powers. Maybe that guy thought he could just transfer his consciousness into another one.
1: Yeah, it could be.
0: Could but, be. but I don't know, I don't know what's your opinion on this whole, you know, kind of, uh, metahuman of the week. Let's kill him off at the end and end of the week or into the episode kind of thing.
1: So it's a good point, right? I mean, it is very cliched, but there's a lot about this show as much as I enjoy it. That is very cliched. The whole Eddie Thon ends up with the girl and the credit for the flashes save. I mean, that's, that's a very cliched move. The love triangle is, is, you know, I mean, it it's, it's played out and we've seen it before. Um, the whole Freak of the Week mindset, I know that a lot of people were a little concerned going in that that's what the show would be, uh, but I was never concerned about it because I knew that early on that this is what we were going to get, just based on the story that they're telling with the particle accelerator and the metahumans out there, it's going to be a Freak of the Week type scenario. But I would say, consider what we know thus far in terms of casting. And uh, and the characters that are down the pipeline, we know that we're going to get a Pied Piper. We know that we're going to get a Captain Cold. We know that we're going to get, you know, uh, a Heat Wave. These are not these are not multiplex, and they're not nobodies either. I mean, these are characters that will build to something bigger. Is my speculation. So we're laying the groundwork in the Freak of the Week so that we can kind of discover Barry can discover his powers, and we can discover some of these villains. As larger plans are being laid out, you know, we do have the ultimate bigger story of what's going on with HG Wells uh, and what is his end game. But even if you don't like a freak of the week style show, give this one still a chance. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bow out just because it's starting out that way. I mean, like I said, the writing was on the wall. It was always going to start out this way.
0: Yeah, and honestly, it's one of those things where it's uh, – these are, these are metahumans. They don't have – this is a brand-new kind of thing, right? They don't really have a way to contain these people. And so I'm sure when Season 2 comes around and they've built uh, – what, what's the Supermax prison that uh, they, they utilize a lot in Young Justice?
1: Oh, um,
0: Bel Rev, yeah. I, I, I'm sure as they introduce some sort of way to contain metahumans, we'll see more of them going to that prison than, say, being killed off. Hmm. And so I'm okay with that right now.
1: Oh, my gosh. Dude. You what? just made me aware of something. Okay, so with MetaHumans entering in the picture, they'll need to create this Supermax-style prison, right?
0: Yeah, because there's... I mean, like, how else are you going to contain Weather Wizard?
1: Right, and freaking Arrow lives in this universe. Dude, could we see a season of Arrow that's basically that whole, you know, defunct Supermax movie pilot or movie pitch from years ago? Huh. Now, you know what I'm talking about. the Listeners might. A while back, there was this idea for a movie called Supermax which was going to take a Green Air or a, a Oliver Queen who this was before even Smallville when people started to find out who this character was. Uh, it was going to take Oliver Queen and put him into a supermax prison uh, in, in kind of this lot, you know, hero locked in with the villains type mindset. And it was kind of be a prison break style movie. And it was really, really out there, really, really bizarre. And ultimately way too far out there from what studios were willing to, to run with.
0: Yeah, I had heard about that, and I think that would be a really interesting kind of thing to do because you know Arrow season four could be, you know, that would be that
1: would be pretty cool. That would be pretty yeah. cool. All right, well, we'll leave that to uh, Arrow TV talk. Speaking of which, man, we got to make mention. Did you see? Uh, did you watch Arrow tonight? Uh, I did not. Okay, well, uh, for those of you who uh, who have, I'll go ahead and tell you, Bell. At the very beginning of the episode, there was a brief mention of Multiplex. Uh, and, uh, as, as Felicity was walking down the stairs and talking about what was going on in central city, but it was really, really quick. And given the nature of this week's episode, uh, it was a little bit too dark and deep to be able to talk about what's going on <laughs> to the flash. I mean, these two I, shows I, I are so th- stark different. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I scrolled through Twitter and, uh, didn't really get many, uh, uh, spoilers per se, except for every single tweet mentioned something about tears and tissues, yeah. and so I'm like, okay, <laughs> well.
1: Yeah, no, no spoilers for Arrow. I mean, this is not the Arrow show, so we don't want to spoil that, but I uh, yeah. did want to make mention the fact that there was a, a Flash reference, so that was awesome. All right, man, this is uh, there's so much more that we can pick out of this episode, and I wish we had the time, but uh, we're already like pushing 40 minutes in here, and, and we've got so much news to talk about, so let's go ahead and jump into the news. flash episode 2 had 4.1 million viewers uh this is surely one of the cw's biggest second episodes ever uh, they
0: said of the four i think it was uh pilots that they had air with over four million viewers flash was the only one that also had four million for episode two
1: that's insane man that's awesome that's great Uh, and not surprising in the slightest, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm we, not. I, I, yeah, I was not surprised at all when I saw that.
1: We also have some casting news. We know that uh, Alias star Victor Garber has been cast in The Flash, which is uh, which is awesome as a uh, future reoccurring role. We also know that Andy Mentis has been cast as Pied Piper. Now, that's a really big one. Of course, Pied Piper is one of the larger rogues and is actually a character that uh, can be pretty gray. He starts off as a villain and ends up becoming not necessarily a hero, but somebody who is able to work with the flash to be able to uh, almost be like an informant. So uh, Mm. we will see where that character goes. Uh, But you know, these are great casting and everything, but the big one has to do not with the television, but with the movies Uh, belt. We found out earlier today that our new big screen flash has been cast as Ezra Miller.
0: Yeah. Who who is Ezra Miller? Who is Ezra Miller? <laughs> that's a that's a good yeah. question. <laughs> um, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's it, first off, it's kind of weird to me that they're casting these movies out like you know, four to six years before they're even made. That's odd. Well, but no, Second that's,
1: off- hang, hang on now. That's not, that may be a little odd, but at the same time, what DC is attempting to do here with, uh, you know, is, is to give people confidence that they know what they're doing. And so they, they want to be as transparent as possible. And I think that, you know, that's to their credit. And I think that this matches the formula that we've seen in the past. We kind of found out pretty early on about Batman versus Superman before I think that script was even done. So, you know, the, this makes sense i am not surprised that they're announcing this at this point
0: okay well uh that that that's reassuring, but what's not reassuring for me at least is i i I've, I've never seen or heard of this guy now I see that he's uh he was in perks of being a uh, wallflower, which I heard was a great movie all right, so that's uh, the
1: one that everybody keeps referencing because it's funny the internet reacted is kind of the best way that you could uh can say it of all the news, Ezra Miller as the new flash. Uh, the Internet reacted and some people were like, oh, OK, he was great in the perks of uh, being a wildflower. That's that's awesome. And some people were like, what? This kid is supposed to be the Flash because, I mean, you Google him and, you know, his uh, his image pops up and dude looks. I mean, I, I just got to say it. He looks younger than Grant Gustin and Grant Gustin kind of looks like a high schooler. So, you know, I, I can understand <laughs> why there's kind of a, uh, you know, her. Huh? Type of moment with us.
0: Yeah, well, I'm saying here he, he was born in 92, which makes him 22 years old.
1: Yeah, which makes me feel old because he. <laughs> well,
0: but, but here's the thing. OK, so so he's 5'11". So he's almost he's almost six foot tall. Uh, let's right. see here. Uh, Henry Cavill. So so first off, I didn't know this. I was reading something about uh, uh, when I was reading this news. So Ben Affleck is six foot four. Is that right? Yeah, he's he, he's huge. I I had no idea he was that tall. All right. And Henry Cavill's only six one. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting. This is kind of a side note entirely. This is a real interesting thing uh, to see a six foot four Batman and a shorter Superman.
1: Well, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get into the full full stuff there with yeah panel that'll to be on the
0: screen. But anyway, this guy's only five eleven. Uh, so he's going to be the shorter of the three. And he's very, very young compared to both Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck.
1: Yeah. So here's my thing, man. I, I put it out on Twitter because a lot of people were asking us about what we thought about this. And this is, this is my initial reaction. And as it's kind of, as I've given it time to sink in, this is still where I stand. Uh, if he is playing Bart Allen, dude, I am so in. And that could be a really cool concept. If he's playing Barry Allen, I'm pretty daggum skeptical. And so he's going to have to win me over. If he's, well, if he's playing Wally West then I'm really confused because that makes no sense with what's going on in the new 52 and with the flash series and kind of what they're the changes that they're making to Wally West. And if he's playing Jay Garrick, he's not playing Jay Garrick.
0: <laughs> so, so according to IMDB, he is indeed playing Barry Allen.
1: Okay. IMDB doesn't count. And what a lot of that's coming from is these new sites that are posting that he's going to be the new flash. And then they go on to explain what the flash is and who the flash is. But I would argue that most of these news sites that are reporting the news don't really actually even know that there have been four flashes.
0: So, so yeah, I, I could see this dude playing playing a BART. Sure, that would make sense to me. But if they're trying to keep this thing where, you know, all of your other superheroes in this, I guess, DCMU are all older, are you just going to have like a brand new young Flash to well, kind of like offset that? Or okay, what?
1: well, okay, but see, this is the thing, right? I, I Consider a couple of things, right? Uh, When we got a Justice League cartoon show, we didn't start off with Barry Allen. We started off with Wally West with really no explanation as to any other Flash coming before, and nobody questioned it, and it worked out really well. Also, consider that on uh, Smallville—now, this was technically due to legal legal reasons at the time, but on Smallville, when they introduced the Flash as a character, they didn't introduce Barry, Wally, or Jay. I mean, they they made references to all the Flashes, but they introduced Bart Allen as that universe's Flash, and it worked. It really, really worked. So I think that you can, considering that you have these different characters out there, in order to tell a new, fresh story, and also in order to make sure there's not confusion between the flash of the movies and the flash of the TV, which, though technically part of a multiverse that doesn't connect, still in fans' minds can be confusing. I say I say that uh, Ezra, I hope, is Bart Allen, because I think that's good casting for Bart Allen. If they are going Barry Allen, like I said, I'm just I'm gonna be skeptical until I see it. I, I really like what Grant has done with the character. I think it's to that I think it's to Grant's uh credit. Uh and you know, it it'll be very different ultimately than what we see just because again, I mean he looks so daggum young.
0: Yeah. I will say this though, uh some of these pictures that I'm seeing, he does have a very heroic jawline.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. I mean the, but you can't cast based on the jawline. Look at Christian uh Christian Bale. Christian Bale has a terrible heroic jawline.
0: Are, are, you, are you out of your mind?
1: No, I'm not. Look, look at his Batman. It's not a square jaw. He, his jaw comes to like a point.
0: Actually, yeah, I will say that Ezra's jawline is a lot more heroic than Christian Bale's. At least in all these, the, these are all his like beards and stuff.
1: I don't know. Yeah. He's also kind of got the pointy, I, I like I like a good square jaw, man.
0: Yeah, you gotta right. have a square jaw.
1: We'll see. We'll see what they end up doing with the character. Um, somebody in the chat, I think it was Greenclaw mentioned the new 52J. Uh, And that would be cool. But again, I I think that might be a little bit too high concept for them to go that route. All right. So, you know, we, we actually did put out there for, uh, for your thoughts and, and the conversation is ongoing on Facebook. Honestly, the, the response is kind of in polar directions. So I don't know that we even want to even begin to, to, uh, get into it on the, on the show, but, um, you know, go head over to Facebook, share your thoughts on what you think of Ezra as our new big screen flash. The great thing is, like it or don't. Hey, we got Grant Gustin as our weekly flash every, uh, as our TV flash every single week. And for my money, I'm more excited about that because honestly, this is Flash TV talk and not Flash movie talk.
0: Yeah, and and I'm I, I totally am confident that we're gonna have a Flash TV show still in 2018 or whatever this Flash oh, movie yeah. come out. And so even if the Flash movie in 2018 is terrible, I'll still have my Grant Gustin Flash on TV. Hey guys, this is Chad Rook, and you are listening to Flash TV Talk. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments, listener, listener feedback.
1: Wu is part of our Flash TV Talk Flash family here, and helps us out every single week with our show notes and keeping us on the ball. Uh, one thing that he has done is he always kind of writes in his initial thoughts from the episode, from this episode, from this week's episode. So, Bel, tell us what Wu had to say.
0: Yeah, sure. He writes. Uh, even though I love the pilot, or even though I like the pilot, I loved this episode. Uh, loved the not so subtle knock on arrows opening narration. Loved Danielle Panabaker's performance. Loved her facial expression when she is judging Barry. I'm still kind of torn on what scene is my favorite scene. Either the Iris Coffee Super Speed moment, which I agree with him on that was pretty cool, which is what really Smallville should have done in the early years with Clark. Uh, however, the CG was not as good as it is now uh, to do that stuff or the scene with Joe and Barry where Joe finds out what Barry is actually doing with his spare time. Love Jesse L. Martin's performance during that scene because he's thinking to himself, he's right, but I don't want his blood to be on my hands. Love the comics continuity uh, that because of the speed force, Barry needs to eat a lot more. Thought I was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a second with the tag at the end of the episode. Hello, well, uh, <laughs> episode-, <laughs> episode rating five out of five. By the way, b and Anyone want some tacos? It's on me. Uh, woo, I would love some tacos. I'll take approximately 150 of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, we'll just call that the berry special. Yeah. Uh, unless, you're, unless you're counting guac and uh, cheese, right? Because that's and when- And sour gotta,
0: cream too, you know, you got to-
1: There you go. There you go. yeah. <laughs> you got to recalculate. Um, man, great stuff. You know, we uh, we went to actually put the um, Twitter speculation at this point, but we threw it into the description just because we- H.G. Wells is one of our favorite characters and we just- can't can't wait to talk about it, man. Uh, yep. That ending scene is really great. The fact that they're taking that character in almost this, um, I mean, honestly, he's, he's kind of the Darth Plagueis or the emperor of this world. He's constantly manipulating different characters to get them to do exactly what he wants. He sees the future and he is uh, either trying to stop it or enable it. We don't know yet, but uh, yeah. cool stuff. You know, uh, one of the ways that you can contact us is you can uh, hit us up on Twitter. We're at Flash TV Talk.
0: And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash@podastery.com. At That's p-o-d-a-s-t-r-y.com.
1: And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV talk.
0: And also check out our parent show, Panel to Screen, where this week we talk about casting yeah. slash timeline stuff that warner brothers is going to be doing
1: yeah man everything that's going on in the dc cinematic universe we will be undressing that and going uh, all through it with our good friend hunter camp of the gotham podcast so uh tune in tomorrow night for that one gonna be a lot of fun also Indeed. also want to give uh, a shout out to our boy mike h schmidt who helps us out with the outro music and of course Wu kim who hooks us up with our show notes could not do that without you guys so Thank you for being part of our flash TV talk flash family. Be sure to stick around after the outro music for spoilers on next week's episode. But if you don't want to be spoiled, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. Next week, we're looking at episode three things you can't outrun. Um, you know, last week we speculated in spoilers that the are uh, speculated in spoilers. Last week we said that, that um, the villain would actually be a Mist-like character, but from the looks of things, that's actually coming in this coming week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw that, and at the—and this is the one thing I hate about my DVR, oh, yeah. is I, I gotta extend the time, because, uh, you know, you always have that preview at the end of the Flash episodes, and so mine stopped recording like right at that part where it's showing the preview and like Barry's like inhaling the the crazy green gas.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there's any more after that, but like I'm kind of mad I didn't see the rest of the trailer or, or like preview thing.
1: Well, we do know that uh, Robbie and Mill will be showing up this episode as uh, Caitlin's uh, deceased, I suppose, not so deceased fiance, uh, Robbie Raymond. Uh, Ronnie Raymond, who is going to be, uh, you know, this series Firestorm eventually. Uh, now I don't know if we'll actually see that or, or start like seeing the groundwork. One assumes that whatever happened in the particle accelerator is going to play a pretty significant part as to why he becomes Firestorm.
0: Yeah. Now, what's interesting here is that you know Barry got injured by the particle accelerator strike. Supposedly, uh, Ronnie got killed, and Harrison Wells just doesn't seem all like. He didn't really care.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> we—that's because uh, he doesn't really care, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because he's sitting there he's like, "Yep, he'll be missed." Yeah, I, like, I really? know. That—that's that, it.
1: Well, no. I, to be fair, I, I do think that's—that's that's not. I don't think that's Harrison Wells being being crass. I think it's him being reserved. Like, I—I I think that the way that Tom Cavan is playing that character, because it is, you know, when you're playing a character who's playing a character, it could be, you know, uh, a challenge. I think what we see there is that either HG Wells himself or the character that he wants to portray to everybody that's around him one way or the other what he's communicating is it goes deeper than this but let me sum it up as best I can he will be missed. And so <laughs> I think that's that's the idea. We're still all feeling the impact of his death because of how much it's impacted Caitlin. But we won't be feeling that for long because he's popping up next week and will be a reoccurring sh- character on the show.
0: So here's my question, though. If everybody thinks he's dead, like where has he been?
1: Well, that's the question, but we'll find out next week. Now, one other thing I wanted to talk about in spoilers is... Uh, these images that we keep on seeing all over Twitter, and honestly, if you haven't seen them yet, congratulations because it is hard not to bury going toe to toe with what appears to be the reverse flash
0: oh yeah, these are they they look really cool, like the said, image, like the, that that reverse flash costume, I really dig it,
1: yeah, I mean it looks. Awesome. I mean, it's, it looks as though it's, it's, it looks exactly like the Flash's costume, but it's the reverse flash color scheme, except for this black that's going up the legs and kind of almost as if it was just kind of burnt up.
0: Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, the, the black legs kind of fade into the yellow around the midsection. Yeah. Oh, it just looks really cool. And <laughs> I, I know you've seen the picture. So there's like a couple of them where, uh, you know, it looks like, rever- like Barry's on the ground. Reverse flash is like kicking. And then there's <laughs> one where the camera angles like it's 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 uh, behind- like in front of Barry's head. Barry's on the ground. Um, reverse flash is behind him. And his leg looks like it's right in between Barry's legs, So it looks like he's kicking him. Like square in the groin, oh, <laughs> like low blow, reverse flash. That's Yeah, not there.
1: look, the the thing is with you know with these set photos, it's the same thing with the original set photos that we saw from the pilot. You can't go too heavily on them because ultimately this will, this entire scene will probably take place over the course of like four seconds, given that everything's happening in super speed, right?
0: Well, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that it's gonna uh, just like we saw with uh, in in this episode with uh, Barry and the the sugar scene with Iris and the coffee.
1: Yeah, no, this is uh, this is true. This is very true.
0: I'm thinking it's going to be something like that where to them, it's going to be going really slow. To everyone else watching, it's just going to be a blur of yellow and red.
1: Yeah, it could be. Man, this is this is awesome. Everybody's trying to guess who the man in the yellow mask is. Uh, we certainly don't know, but the other thing that everybody's making mention of is the fact that Reverse Flash is very clearly sporting a ring. Now, yeah. there are two camps of thought out there. There's the people that say this is... Uh, Perhaps a costumed flash ring that um, is how Barry will eventually, you know, Barry will eventually have one as well. And and that's kind of what this is. And there's the other concept that that's actually a Legion ring uh, tied to the Legion of superheroes who actually have time traveling rings. Hmm. Yeah. So the idea is that perhaps the Legion ring will allow this reverse flash uh, to come and fight our Barry. Now, my speculation here, Bell, is that I don't think this takes away from my Tom Cavada's H.G. Wells is Eobard Thon. I think, if anything, this could be Eobard Thon from earlier in his life or perhaps even later in his life. Um, things with time travel can get really, really interesting. So, uh,
0: Yeah, there's a lot of weird paradoxes that uh, H.G. Wells' appearance has brought.
1: Yeah. And don't forget the fact that the Thons and the Allens again are very much like the Yorks and the Lannisters they're going to have, or Lancasters they're going to have a family feud that goes on for generations. So this could actually be a different Thon altogether from a different timeline altogether who's uh, come back in time to, you know kick Barry's ass. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's like all they do is they're like, you know, like oh yeah, well I'm going to go back in time and kick your great grandfather in the groin. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know it's like Hatfields versus McCoy's exactly. you know, Starks and Lannisters.
1: Precisely. Um
0: yeah, yeah. And so so the Legion of Superheroes aspect, I hadn't heard that. That's 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 pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it could be cool to see what they do with it. Uh one way or the other, these are some really awesome, uh awesome, awesome pictures.
0: Yeah, I, I was kind of worried that the first set photos that we'd see of reverse flash are going to be really terrible quality, like cell phone quality and whatnot. These actually look like they were, you know, taken by a really nice camera. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy for that.
1: Honestly, you know, I've stated this before in season zero. I'm not a fan of this kind of like, you know, out of context images on set because it really doesn't tell the picture of what the final product is. Yeah. But you're exactly right. Whoever's taking these photos, kudos to them because they're clearly getting some quality work done. Um, but at the same time, stop spoiling me. I want to, I want to find out when it happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's the spoilers for this week.
0: For more Flash-tastic awesomeness, tune in next week to Flash TV Talk.
1: Flash-tastic outro, copyright Matt SC.
0: A member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit podastery.com.